Hey, pickleball people. Welcome to Third Shot Podcast. We appreciate all the downloads, listens, and comments, so let's keep it coming. Don't forget to subscribe or follow our show on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media. You can find us at Third Shot Podcast on Instagram or Facebook or Third Shot Pod on Twitter. We've got Uncle Greg and Russ. Our shot glasses are filled. (laughs) Actually, I think our shot glasses are empty already. I think I I started. You beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready. I I report. I'm ready. Here we go. All right. All right. A double shot. Cheers. Double shot. Exactly. (laughs) Now you know while Bridgie's doing the open what Greg and I are doing. So focused on getting the words out, and they're over here partying without me. I know. I don't know how you make it through it with with us. Uh, we're laughing at each other. I almost actually spit out my drink that time. I have to avert my eyes sometimes with these two. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> looking off call. to the side. We're like little kids. We really are. <laughs> well, Bridgie, oh, you came up to visit me. It was so I much did. fun. Yes, our tournament. Oh. I mean, just having you here was uh, the best. I mean, you haven't been, when is, I mean, I think of the holidays, right? You came up for the holidays? It, even before then, I think it was August or September of last year. So it's been mm. a month. It's been Two. a long time. It's been a long time. It was beautiful. I, you know, living in California when you're younger, you don't realize how pretty it actually is until you live in a desert. There's no right. trees, well, no colors. We had, we had like three months of rain to to make everything green for you. So, oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the first thing Bridgie said to me when she, you know, I pick her up at the airport, and the first thing she says to me is, "It smells so good." It oh. did. It's like fresh, and in Oakland, because you're like pretty close to the water, right you kind of get that yeah. salt water air. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a beautiful place. I, when I was uh, living in the East Bay, like far East Bay, I would sometimes like I would miss that smell, like that, just that salt water air, like even the fog. I would drive to Sausalito and just walk around, or San Francisco and just walk around just to get that feel again. Because yeah, it just yeah, it was so cool. Yeah. Well, you're so, lucky it's within driving distance because yeah. This- the plane ride, although it's only about an hour, a little bit more than an hour, that's still, still a little bit long. Yeah. You know, we kind of chewed up. Yeah. To hang yeah. out. But I'm glad you did. And we got to play a tournament. Yes. We, you know, tournament number two in the books for this year. Um, and it went pretty well. It yeah. Did. How'd you guys do? We took silver in our grouping. Oh, nice. Another yeah, silver nice. medal. But, uh, you know, the last time we spoke, I was really nervous about what the line situation was going to be. And I don't think I was quite prepared for as many lines that I saw on that gym floor. It is chaotic. It's confusing. That's what I was trying to tell you. It's like, you know, the lighting plus all the basketball court lines. And then they put the pickleball lines out there for the kitchen. It Mm -hmm. does get really messy. I mean, your eyes are looking at, is it in, is it out? Like, which light am I looking at? Yeah, Yeah, so the dark gray, the light gray, the black one, I don't know. But it was still so much fun. And the ball situation, too. 
Remember <laughs> we were saying, oh, prepare for like a blue ball or right. a or orange ball. It was one of my favorite was orange, but if they go with green or yellow, it's tough to see. So they faked us all out. They went pink. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> How was that? And it was an outdoor ball. Oh, that's not good. Right. So somebody told them, go pink. And the person who bought all the balls for the tournament said, hey, I found a pink ball. But they didn't know the difference between indoor and outdoor. So we were playing oh. with outdoor balls indoors. I, You know, everybody had to play with the same ball. So, you know. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. Even yeah. it out a little bit. It did. Yeah. So we played a lot of games, though. And I don't know if my body was... <laughs> quite prepared for that yeah <laughs> well because we had to play eight round robin matches to see who made it into the semifinals and oh, wow. yeah, that yeah. Is a lot. so we played eight semifinal matches and then once you make it into the semifinals and the finals it's best two out of three oh, so geez. luckily in the semis we won our first two so we didn't have to go to the third game but in the finals wah 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 we <laughs> we did go to the fire. Oh, they totally stepped it up. The other team, I got to give them props because we had them that first match. It was like 11 to 3. And then the next two, they really stepped up their game. And it was they like a whole other really team. Well. They were playing really well. Like the first game in the finals, um, it was a mixed doubles, right? And the guy was just having a little bit of a challenge, you know, staying up with, you know, the shots that we were hitting at him. And the second game and third game, man, like, what? how did how did he turn into Ben Johns all of a sudden? It was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he returned literally everything. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what he was drinking in between matches. Yeah, it had to have been. I don't know if steroids kicks in that fast. I <laughs> <laughs> But what do you, wow. what did you take away from the tournament, Bridgie? I took away that consistency, I think, is key for winning matches, especially in a tournament. Because if you are the more consistent team and you're able to return and your shots are making it in, then I think you have a little bit more success. Because the teams that did beat us, they were more consistent hands down. I think we were keeping up with them play-wise, strategy-wise, um, but it just came down to the consistency. Yeah. What do yep. you think, Uncle? I, I agree. I agree. They, you know, they literally, they were like like a machine. Like every shot we hit, it was coming back to us. Like I don't care mm -hmm. where we placed it, deep, short, angles, they got everything back and, and forced us to hit more shots. And um, yeah, they were, they were really good. And when we left it up a little bit high, they were putting it away. So yeah. they, they played an excellent, excellent match. But I do have to create this platform for uncle because he got an ATP around the <laughs> post shot and it was like the wow. best shot of the tournament. I didn't get nice. to see everyone's matches, but I would put my money on it. That was the best. And pe like everyone was there watching. People were all <laughs> impressed. <laughs> Uncle, you got to tell him. Tell us what went down. Yeah, well, give, give me this. So we were, it was still in the uh, qualifying matches, but you know how every every set of matches starts at the same time. Well, our match was, I think it was like, I don't know, 10-8 or 10-9 at, at that time. So 
all the other matches were done. So all the players were basically gathering around watching us finish our match. And um, I was on, you know, I was on the left side of the court and they hit a, a, a really good angle shot to my backhand. And it took me very wide and I just ran over and I go, here's my chance. I'm going for it. <laughs> and I just took a big old wind-up rip at an ATP of my backhand on the run. And, man, it caught the back quarter. And everybody just went, whoa. And I was like, nice. man, that was, that was cool. That was cool. I just, yeah, wanted, nice. I just wanted to quit right there. Just say, hey. Yeah, exactly. Good. You're like, you right. know what? I've, I've got this. I've won this. There's no need to play any more games. Well, I figured I'm Thanks not going to hit a better shot. So let's just, right. you know, we're good. <laughs> How cool did you feel with everybody watching and just pulling it off? It was, it, like was, it, was, it was, it was probably one of my most proud pickleball moments. Right. That was amazing. Like, oh yeah. my God, you actually pulled off a shot that you, you know, you see really good players pull off, but you know, you, you don't, first of all, you don't get the opportunity to do it very often. And then right, when you right. do get the opportunity, I'm, you know, you probably mess it up 99% of the time, but somehow it worked this time. It was perfect. I wish somebody was recording it or that we had our phones out or something just so you can see how awesome you looked. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was awesome. fun. It was a lot of fun. The whole tournament, you were hitting great shots. Everybody, you, you know, what was really fun is a lot of the players that were in this tournament, I have met before just around, you know, playing pickleball in the area and they all know the show and they hear Bridgie. Right. And, but they've never met her. So when she got to come up and I was like, yeah, this is my you know niece, Bridgie. And they go, Oh, on the show. And I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, in real life, uh, she's actually my niece. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so you got to uh, meet a lot of the people that I play with. And that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And everyone was so, so nice. Just like how we talk about every pickleball community, that was them to the nice. T. So it was really great to meet all of your friends. That's very cool. Uh, so, okay, Learn, learning more question time here. Uh, I'm throwing you like totally like you no idea what's coming up here. You know, usually we, we plan this out in advance, but you know, I'm letting the listeners in on our little, uh, little, little plan there, but this time, nope, no plan. Here we go. Um, what did you eat? <laughs> we talked about the food beforehand. So this is like the most interesting thing. Like, did you catch up on food that you really wanted here in uh, California? Yes, I did get some amazing Chinese food after. I think nice. that was our first um, thing that we even talked about after the tournament. It was like, great job. Yeah, this was fun. And then it was, so where are we going to go eat? What's for lunch? <laughs> right. <laughs> and I love Asian food. And so I asked uncle, I was like, what are some great Asian food places around here? And he took me, there was a... Um, like a restaurant area that had two restaurants. One was Japanese, one was Chinese. And we went with Chinese, had some soup dumplings, um, had some great Chinese duck. Oh my gosh, that duck and the sauce. Nice. Mm, yeah. It had a really beautiful. good brown sauce on it. Yeah. Super tender too. They cooked it and it just was so soft. It was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then for dinner, couldn't just stop with lunch. No, uh, no. One of my favorite pizza places that I do miss a lot 
because Vegas, I mean, we've got so much great food and there's tons of great pizza, but nothing satisfies my stomach more than Frankie, Johnny, and Luigi's in Dublin. Okay. So we got we got some pizza. And then it was that was it. That was my trip. I headed out the next morning. So I only oh, got wow. two meals in. Wow. So you, you came in, you played a bunch of pickleball, you ate, and then left. This sounds like Greg's most of his trips to Vegas, actually. Maybe <laughs> it was just a mini version. That's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mini version. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. But it was it was great just seeing you and having you here and you know, you got to spend some time with uh, your auntie and that it was it was great. Yes. Oh, and Auntie made these these um like soft boiled eggs that you marinate in soy sauce and like other spices and things and oh they were so good. Okay. Yeah, we, brought them, we brought them to the tournament and we had those like in between matches just to kind of keep us going. Nice. Um, yeah. You know, if if you've anybody's ever had ramen. Proper soft-boiled eggs in a ramen is basically what she made for us as snacks. And I was like, oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Wow. So nice. delicious. Shout out to Auntie. And her <laughs> Shout out, wifey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I surprised you with the learning more question. Now maybe you could surprise me with what is happening on the podcast today. When we come back, we have Miranda Forbes, and she is starting the Pickleball Players Tour. It's a new amateur tournament tour that's going to be sweeping across the nation. So come back and meet Miranda. There are so many different paddle companies, and one that stands out is Wild Monkeys. They are family-owned and donate a portion of sales to the Georgia Wildlife Federation. Wild Monkeys has crazy designs with really cool stories behind them. But most importantly, these paddles play. Their selection has a little bit of everything. Thick core, thinner core, heavyweight, midweight, lightweight, elongated, wide body, and the grips. Wild Monkey partners with ProLite and hand wrap all of their paddles with those amazing sweat channeling diamond grips. They start at $99 and come with a lifetime warranty. As a third shot listener, you will save 10% when you use code WMDROP10 at checkout on wildmonkeypb.com. That's wildmonkeyspb.com. Head over to Wild Monkeys and join the chaos. Welcome back to Third Shot. Please check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Third Shot Podcast or on Twitter. Search for at Third Shot Pod. Bridgie and I are thrilled to have Miranda Forbes, the founder of the Pickleball Players Tour with us today. How you doing, Miranda? I'm doing good. Great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, as tradition, we get this party started with a little bit of a little toast to start. So cheers to you, Miranda. Cheers. I went, I've been, I've been on the soju kick, but today I went back to my, um, Jack Daniels. So (laughs) (laughs) the hard stuff I did, I, you know, felt like it tonight. (laughs) Well, I've heard Miranda has done some wonderful work in the pickleball tournament community and she's joining us today to tell us more about that but before we jump into it can you share with us how you even got started in pickleball um okay so um my boyfriend at the time actually played pickleball 
And I went to the Oklahoma State Games, which was his very first tournament, and I was just a watcher. Um, And I was completely blown away by everything I saw. I just how much fun people were having, how nice everyone was. Like that was, that was totally weird for me. Um, not that I have a sports background, but I always like thought sports would be like, not as nice. And so I was just (laughs) really just completely blown away and just everything about it. I was just like, okay. And I was watching, of course, watching people play. And I was like, I could, I could do this. I could play this game. I was like, I don't have any athletic ability at all, but I could do this. I could hit that ball. (laughs) And so that's really pretty much how it started. I, I met a bunch of people there in Oklahoma that play here and they were having like beginner classes at Oasis. And I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go. Um, when I first started playing, I was actually pregnant. So oh, wow. oh my God. Yes, I was you. actually pregnant when I first started playing. I, I was like not very far along at that point, but um, as obviously I progressed on and I played up until I was like seven or eight months. So, wow, that's really yeah. impressive. Would you yeah. recommend it? an activity for pregnant women? I 100% would recommend um, rec play um, throughout your whole pregnancy. And I mean, I played Texas Open. I played singles in Texas Open pregnant. And I was wow. about I was about 18 weeks. Um, and it was an adjustment. That was, that was, don't recommend, that's like a period in your pregnancy where your body is actually changing a lot. Don't recommend playing at 18 weeks. Definitely recommend after that or before that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I was like losing my balance and everything. And so it was just uh, really, it was just, it was a train wreck. But you know what? I played singles pregnant and not a many not many people can say that. So I'm going to go down with that. And I got a medal. It was a participation awesome. You should have a, a medal just for that. Medal, but I just got Bridget, it for being there. <laughs> I mean, Bridgie and I played a tournament uh, in Vegas, and there was a, a woman that was very pregnant. I, I, I mean, who knows? Everybody's body's a little different, but she was very visibly showing, and she was mm-hmm. getting on great. She was playing fantastic. I mean, she, I was, I was amazed. I've obviously me as a guy, never been pregnant. So I don't know what it's like <laughs> doing that, but it's got to yeah. be tough. Well, and I will say like, as I got bigger, like the only thing that really got in the way was my, my belly, like my belly got in the way of like backhands. Um, so like, cause I couldn't reach across, uh-huh. couldn't yeah. reach across. So as I got bigger, that was a thing. Um, but I mean, and then overheads. As I got bigger, like I wanted to take overheads and you can't take overheads because you don't want to pull something like, especially like further along that you get, um, your muscles start getting like more lax and stuff and you can easily like pull something. Um, so that's why I say like, definitely like I fully 100% recommend it just at a certain point you want to only play rec play, but definitely like earlier on. And even like when you're start first starting to show and probably like five, six months, I it's I don't see anything wrong with playing competitively. I just think that after that point, the things that happen to your body, I just think it's best to not do it competitively. Right, wow. right. Well, so you, you. So you mentioned Oasis, and Oasis for people that aren't aware is a very renowned 
uh, pickleball facility in Texas. So tell us what was the steps that got you there? So it started out with me just playing pickleball there. Um, and I actually have a background in events um, and I've been literally planning and helping run events since I was like 15. Um, cause my sister, I used to help her do things. Um, and I noticed that there was just not a lot like happening and, but everybody wanted stuff to happen. So I kind of started just with just giving the director at the time, like pointers, ideas, like we should do this. We should do a Dinko de Mayo. We should do like just, just different things. Like we should have a, a ladies night. Uh, so I pretty much took over everything that was happening at Oasis, even tennis. I was technically the director of, of pickleball and tennis. I knew nothing about tennis, so I let the head tennis pro kind of run that. We, I did help him with tennis events and mixers for his kids and junior programming um, and kind of just helped him organize everything. But I kept like the details of the programming really to him. And I just dove fully into pickleball um, with just starting uh, classes um, every week. I started open play every day of the week. We would have, you know, beginner night, intermediate night, advanced night. Um, and then Fridays were typically like family play because um, this, this area is very like family oriented. Um, and so I, I just completely just changed the schedule. I changed everything that was not really happening. And I just made a bunch of stuff happening. I started doing mixers once a month. I put on my first tournament, um, pretty much like two and a half, three months after I took the position, like fully took the position, um, which was an experience in, a, in and of itself because no one taught me what I was doing. And I just kind of just did it. <laughs> and um, I had to learn on, on the go. <laughs> so, but you were throwing some of the biggest tournaments in Texas at Oasis. Yeah. So, you know, we had the deal with uh, PPA for Texas Open and that was my very first tournament was Texas Open. And that was, well, let's just say I walked 30 miles over that event. I walked oh 30 God. miles on the ground of Oasis, uh, wanting to make sure everything was good and everything was just I want to make sure people were okay and you know players were okay the the PPA staff had everything that they need um because there's a lot that goes into when you're hosting a tournament um that a lot of people don't see um so yeah that was it was that was 30 miles and I didn't even know it until like a year later I was like I think I need a scooter <laughs> for the next one <laughs> it was like my legs hurt really bad after that and I was like you know what let me go back and look at look at those dates and see how many miles I walked yeah it was 30 miles <laughs> wow. like, no wonder they hurt <laughs> yeah what an amazing opportunity though and for you to be able to turn something or two things that you love event planning and pickleball into an actual job yeah. I think that's fantastic. I literally and tell people your, all the time I have the best job. <laughs> yeah. And your first event was huge. Yes. Yes. I what mean, it some is Texas Open. It is a very prestigious event. I, it's not like I did anything to make it big, but I will say this. Uh, the past you know, few years, people have said that the tech, like Texas Open last year and the year before were like the best Texas Opens that they've ever been to. And I would like to hope that that is part of 
like I had a play in that because I am a perfectionist when it comes to events and I do go over and beyond. I will be that person that will sit and talk to that person that you know is going to talk your ear off. I'm going to sit there and listen to them because that's what they want. That's some, you just, they just want to be heard. And I'm not too busy to, to, to hear someone like I can hear someone, I can be an ear and, and, and listen to someone and what they feel is could be fixed or changed, or I'm just, I'm just that person. I, I will go over and beyond, even if it puts me in a bind, you know, like it's just, it's just who I am. So how did you take that? Because your next step was actually working with the PPA. Like how did that transition happen for you? There was a lot of things that were thrown at me once I left Oasis. I've, the owner and I had a disagreement, um, which is very, you know, very typical in business. Um, and I, I come from a business background. I had my own business before working at Oasis and I loved pickleball. I love pickleball and I saw it going in a different direction. And I was like, you know what? I think this is the time that I step away and, you know, bring, you bring someone else in. I, I mean, I had taken it from a no name tennis facility to the largest pickleball facility in the state of Texas. Um, I feel like there's a point where there it's always good to have someone else come in and, and have a new fresh look, especially when it comes to this kind of business. Um, and I was ready to kind of move forward and kind of see where I was going to go. Um, so I interviewed at a few other facilities. I actually interviewed at dreamland in Austin. Um, I interviewed with Duper. Um, I went and ran a tennis uh, tournament with this company that was looking to go into pickleball, which I still am actually going to be working with them and and helping them build their pickleball tour. Um, it's kind of like a destination tour. So I, I made a lot of really good contacts in that time that I left Oasis before joining on with PPA. Um, but the PPA... When they heard that I left Oasis, um, they called me. Uh, Connor Pardo actually called me and um, asked if I would want it, if I was interested in working with PPA, and that you know we've worked really good together in the past at Texas Open, and they'd love to have me um, as part of their team. and And I told him I was something I was going to have to think about. Um, you know, even though it's the PPA, like I. I, I have standards and I have, um, I had made a name for myself and that name was that I put players first. Um, and we all know that the PPA has many, many things that they do great. And we know that there are things that they need to work on. Um, and that was one of my concerns going into the PPA was the amateur experience was just not there. And that was what I was known for was the amateur experience and putting the players first. So I was a little hesitant taking, taking the position. Um, but the owner, uh, the other owner, Tom Dundon, um, in Dallas, he is the one who actually convinced me to join the PPA and that they really were trying to change and, and, and make this difference. Um, so, so I joined and, and, I I liked working. I liked working for the PPA. It was fun. The show is just amazing. It was cool being around pros. Um, But I just, 
after a few months, I was just like, this is not, it's, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And there's a place for the PPA fully 100%, but I wasn't meant to be at the PPA. Um, my focus has always been people um, in everything that I've done, not just in pickleball. My focus has always been on what is good for the people, what do the majority of people want, and how can I make that happen? Um, so that was why I resigned from the PPA. And I was like, I'm just going to go full in 100% into pickleball. So that is so cool. That is a great backstory to what we're going to get into right after the break, because you're starting your own pickleball players tour. And we're excited to announce this to our audience. So stay tuned. We'll be right back with uh, Miranda Forbes. producer of the third shot podcast and as you know if you're a listener i'm one of those beginner players and well you know what it's great because single double pickleball they've got you covered yeah their composite fiberglass and honeycomb core paddles are best suited for beginners and intermediate level players in addition all single double paddles come with a beautiful embroidered zip canvas case cover so you can look great showing up to the court at singledouble.net. You can also shop for two and four paddle sets and save some money. Speaking of savings, for all of our Third Shot Podcast listeners, they are offering a special additional discount of 10% off your entire purchase. Just use code THIRDSHOT10. Again, that's THIRDSHOT10. Pickleball's a fun way to get active, make new friends. Whether you're a beginner like me or you already love to play, Single Double will give you the confidence to crush your competition on the court. We are back with Miranda Forbes, the founder and director of Pickleball Players Tour. But before we get to hear more about these tournaments, it's time for our favorite shot, third shot to that (laughs) so what do you have planned Miranda Ah, so um, my own tour and it will be player focused um, amateur player focused Um, I want to continue the uh, go above and beyond for players and bring that into pickleball because there are so many sports like that have amateur events and they are doing it right by their players. They That's why players come back year after year, tournament after tournament. They follow along on these amateur tours. And, you know, Pickleball has had that, but not like other sports do. And I fully believe that is because no one out there right now is doing right by amateurs. Um, so I want to change that. I want to change the game for amateurs. Um, I want to, you know, have prizes and gifts and swag, actual usable swag, like towels, t-shirts, <laughs> beer mugs, wine glasses. Like I want all of those things. Um, I want to be able to give back to my player and I'm, you know, I'm, my goal is to have a lot of, you know, a lot of the big tours, they, they love the sponsorship dollars. I don't care as much about the sponsorship dollars. I want an in-kind product that I can give back to my players. Like I would love to have an energy drink sponsor that I don't really care about the money. I want to, I want you to provide drinks for my players, um, which I think is just so much more valuable 
than them giving me money. Like we all know how expensive tournaments are to go into. I'm not going to change my cost. I'm just going to add value to it. You know, I'm not going to change. My cost is going to be very similar to other tournaments, but you're going to get way more out of my tournaments than you will other tournaments. Um, I'm also talking with Duper um, about doing like Duper round robins after like for like it will call it like the two and out club. Like if you're if you go two and out, because I still want to keep that double elimination uh, format for now. I may throw in some like round robins with like bracket, you know, pool play and stuff. Um, but for now, I'm going to still start with a double elimination format. Um, but I'm going to do what's going to be called the two and out club, where you get put into a new bracket that is like a duper round robin bracket where your matches and scores will still be recorded. They will still hold the same weight as a tournament. Um, cause I will be putting those in, we will be recording those the same. So you're not just done and that's free. That is included with your registration. That's not an extra fee that you have to pay. Like at some, some, you know, events, like that's included. You, I don't want people to play two games and go home. Yeah. So I want to make the experience better. I just want to give my players more. That's amazing. And I think that that's a fantastic idea with the two and out because recently I was in a corporate challenge tournament and my, my partner and I tried our hardest, but unfortunately it was double elimination and we were two and out. And then the whole time, you know, it's kind of a bummer because you do have to sit around and I mean, it's fun to watch other people play pickleball, but also like you still want to be a part of it at least. So I'm all for that two and out club on those bad days that you just can't get <laughs> We all have them. Everyone, yeah. I mean, I feel like, I mean, there are very few people that can say they've never gone to an out. Like, I mean, you have those days. And, you know, I, at my last tournament, I had many players come up to me and they're like, I'm chewing out. And then I was like, but they were like, I've had the the most fun that I've ever had at any tournament. And I'm like, but you went to an out and I want to I want to stop that. <laughs> you know, like I do, like that was my first thought because they were like, oh, I went to and out, but it was so much fun. And I'm like, I love that they had so much fun. And I love that they literally took the time to come tell me that they had a lot of fun um, because that is literally the best compliment anyone could give me is that they had fun. That's all I want to hear. Um, but I just hated that, you know, they spend the money and they're done. They're done for the day. You know, yeah, and, but, right. but that's something I love about pickleball is most people don't even leave, you know, we have so, I <laughs> Can't mean, get rid we, of have some, fast. we have some sore losers, you know, everybody, you know, we all get, you know, in the heat of the moment and stuff, but for the most part, most people stick around because they want to see their friends play, or they just want to see if the person that beat them goes to the top, you know? So I, I just, I just want to make the experience just so much better. Yeah. And it sounds like you've got a lot of great ideas on how to do that. Are these tournaments going to be um, in a specific region or are they going to be national? Um, My plan is to go national. So I am starting at a weird time of the year um, and getting more for the end of this year is going to be more difficult for a more widespread. Um, but I am already trying to work on a 2024 schedule, which will be more of a full tour schedule. Um, but I, I am working on booking one, um, in Arizona and I'm 
also trying to book one in Houston too, which is still kind of Texas, but um, I am trying to spread, I'm trying to spread out to other states. I would love to go to Florida and California and Illinois and, you know, just, I want to go all over. Um, I really want to go to New York because there's not a lot of tournaments that go there. And I would love to do a tournament there just because I want to bring pickleball tournaments where tournaments aren't normally going. Um, because that's how we spread awareness and build, build the sport. Well, that, that new venue they're putting in Central Park is going to be amazing. So if you could get something there, oh, my goodness. Yeah. You, a lot I, you know what? I was actually talking with someone and I'm like, I need some connections with the city because I don't think I can. I don't think anyone can afford that. <laughs> I mean, those, the rates on those courts are insane. Yeah. I'm like, I think it's like $100 an hour. And I'm like. No one in Texas would think that. Yeah, I'm like, I can afford that as a tournament director. So tell us uh, about the, the first event, the first tournament coming to Texas. So it is a nighttime tournament. And, you know, I did one last year at Oasis and people were hesitant about it because it's in July in Texas, which is like the hottest month of the year. And, um, it, it was, it was amazing. Like it was so much fun. Um, yeah, we were out till midnight, one o'clock playing pickleball, but we didn't have to wake up early the next day because start times were at five o'clock the next day, five o'clock at night. So it was, it was really cool. And people didn't have to take off work on Friday, which they loved. And most people actually didn't even take off on Monday because we are, yeah, because we finished, I think our last match finished at like right around midnight. So it wasn't the worst. Um, but I got a lot of really good feedback from it. So I was like, this should be my first, my first official stop, like something different. I said, I want to be different. And how much different can you be than putting on a nighttime, a, a, a real tournament at night? Um, but I, I like to think outside of the box. I love being different. Um, and it was so much fun. When I say it was so much fun last year, it was so much fun. The first hour was a little hot, <laughs> but after that, it was just, it felt amazing outside. And how often do you get to say that, you know, it, it got better as the night went on, which most of the time in the summer, most of the time in the summer, it gets, it gets hotter as you play, but it was, it was just so much fun and so nice. And I'm giving away a custom engraved beer mug for the first 100 players that sign up. And I actually added to that because I got a really awesome t-shirt provider and we're going to do uh, each of the, those players, those hundred players are also going to get a t-shirt and it's going to be a, a pickleball players, you know, tour t-shirt that'll be different than the tournament t-shirt. So that way those people, those 100 people that sign up, they actually get two t-shirts with their entry. So. Wow. Yeah. And so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun really and nice I'm super series. excited. Yeah, I do have to ask, is the vibe different playing at night? Because when you go to the courts, I've noticed kind of like the morning people are different or like the, I don't know, it's just kind of like. Yeah, because they're still asleep. The environment <laughs> feels different. <laughs> I 100% like feel that the vibe is different, not only because I'm most of the time like almost everyone is starting at the same time because obviously you only, I only have so many hours left in the day. Um, so like everyone is like there, 
everyone is like, everyone that's in the tournament is, is there like that's playing that day. So it is a little hectic on the operations side. Um, and you know what? I, I have to say this last year, I had some amazing, some of my 5-0 players that had buys, um, they literally came into the office and just started grabbing, like they, they came and helped me put the clipboards and stuff. Cause I had everyone just go to their assigned court. And then we brought the baskets and clipboards out to everybody. And those players that had buys, they were like, we'll help you pass them out. We'll help you pass. Them. So, because it was a lot to pass out, we had 30, I think we had 32 baskets to pass out for the first round. Um, wow. so we had 32 matches going all at once. Um, so it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, but it was, it was, a, it's a totally different vibe. Like it's just, I, and I honestly though, I feel like I have a different vibe than most tournaments cause I have music going the whole time. And I have a very, very, um, I have a very, um, detailed playlist. Like I spent hours, I have spent hours. I still add to this playlist because you think about the different ages and pickleball, you want music that hits everybody. And then you have different tastes, you have different genres. So my playlist literally has a little bit of everything from all of the decades. And so it, it took a lot of time, but it is all upbeat and fun. It's all like most of the songs, most people know, because I, I picked like the top hits, you know, from each of the decades and stuff like that. And, uh, so I just, I always have good music. I have vendors that give back to the players. Um, like I typically have like stretch people, massage people, IV people, or, you know, like um, paddle companies. And I just, I try to make it more fun. I mean, that's what I, I, I put on events, you know, so I, I can, I can put on an event. I can, I can make that vibe. I, I can create that. Um, and then it's just, letting it, it flow, just letting it continue to go. So. <laughs> well, you mentioned before you had like bounce houses and other stuff at events. Are there going to be stuff for kids to be doing to kind of keep them occupied? So I have, I have thought about it because like, especially like summer events, I think it would be really fun to have like a slip and slide, like one of the, cause they now have these like below up slip, like the yeah. bounce houses, yeah. they have bounce house slip and slides. And I'm like, that I want, I want one of those <laughs> but it's so much fun like especially if you're done playing like and you need to cool off go take a slide on the slip and slide like I feel like us adults can you know be like kids sometimes who needs that oh, yeah. for the kids I, I'd be all over that slip and slide I think Me I'd be too. knocking the kids over trying to get in line <laughs> that, right? No, I would yeah. never do that. Don't take me seriously. We're not, not going to put over. Talk about the prizes. I think you you were saying that you're going to have some cool prizes for the five O's and then other prizes for other levels. Yes. So that is something that I've actually been started to be known for here. They're like, oh, what are we winning this time? And I'm like, it's just regular tournament, guys. <laughs> so it's like people come to expect it. So I'm actually trying to get away from medals because you get medals at every single tournament. I want to do something cool. So I have talked about like like the custom beer glasses, like having like a first, second, and third water bottles, custom water bottles. And so instead of medals, having like a, a usable thing that you can like tote around and like, like I got first place, you know. I mean, not that I wouldn't brag about second place, but I mean, <laughs> if anyone's going to brag, you're going to brag about first place. But, you know, there's things like that. Like I want to make it different. But something I also do is 
with my vendors, I try, um, I, um, I like to have them like offer something like have a raffle or of some sort or, um, do discounts on their products for the players. Um, so that way, like, you know, they're not doing full price things. And I really, really try and get them to raffle off something like do like a drawing and stuff. And I'm like, Hey, look, you get all of these contacts that you can, you can send emails to and all these things, like one product, all these emails that definitely outweighs it. Um, but then I'm also going to, and I'm actually, I took this idea from my, my friends that are doing the destination stuff. They have a will that is, it's called the spend a win and you pay $5 to spin it, but every, you win something no matter what. And everything you spend, you know, that you would spend is more than $5. And then there's a jackpot. There's a jackpot one that if you spend that, you get all of the money that has been put into. So like you could win your $5 back or you could win like $200, you know? So it just depends. (laughs) Like, it's like the luck, like obviously like if there's, if if someone just won it and then you spend it again, you're only getting five bucks, but Hey, you got your money back. So, (laughs) but it's really like, it's just that, I thought that was a really cool thing. Like then, and they had some fun ones. They had like shots and beers and then they had like, you know, actual product and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's fun. (laughs) So, so I mean, I'm going to probably steal that idea for them. They said I could, they said I could do it. (laughs) But I just think that's a fun thing for the players. Like when you're in your downtime, like come do the spin the win and you know, five bucks and you get a chance to, to win something every single time you're going to win. So I just, again, it's, it's about that atmosphere. It's about just keeping the energy, um, alive and keeping the fun, um, there. So. Yeah. It sounds like you've thought of just about everything and I'm super pumped. I want to sign up right away. Uncle. <laughs> you got to get on board with me. Cause I need we, a partner. We, you know, Miranda and I have been talking a little bit about maybe we can broadcast live. We'll see. Let's, let's, yeah, let's get together. We would love that. But for our listeners who are also super pumped now that they've gotten to hear the prizes, um, kind of what to expect at these super fun tournaments, where can they go to find upcoming tournaments or to register? Um, So my website is not actually fully out yet, but um, I I am about to launch my Instagram. I've got that almost ready and um but pretty much right now just on my personal instagram is where i have everything um but then also on pickleball brackets so obviously everything is going to be on pickleball brackets even with um that's going to be changing to like pickleball.com soon it's still going to carry over everything so but that's where all my tournaments will be listed i will be working with pickleball brackets and pickleball tournaments to run run my tournaments with the uh, I use their software to run it. So, so do you want people to go to your personal Instagram to find out and kind of keep up, get updates? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I post every, my Instagram is pretty much pickleball. (laughs) I I think that's all that I follow or all that people follow everything that's on my newsfeed. I'm like, do I have a life other than pickleball? (laughs) I don't, I don't think I do. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This sounds so much fun, and we're, we are definitely going to be talking about Bridgie and I coming out and joining you for this event in July. Oh, definitely. what are the dates? We, we haven't mentioned the dates yet. 
It is, let me, I always want to make sure I get the dates right. Weekends are weird. <laughs> um, okay, so it is July 7th, 8th, and 9th. And all in the evenings, everybody. This is going to be fun. This is going to be so much fun. Thank you so much, Miranda, for joining us and for sharing your experience and the future experience of these tournaments. Thank you guys for having me. And thank you, everybody, for joining us at Third Shot, where Bridgie and I will continue to share our pickleball journey. A special thanks to Miranda for joining us today. Check out her Instagram account, which is MirandaForbes95, the numbers 95, and she will be having updates on what's going on with the uh, Pickleball Players Tour. Support this show by subscribing. We promise to have more amazing guests like Miranda in future episodes. So let's continue to share our enjoyment for the game. Have some fun like Miranda is going to really have at her tournament and grow the pickleball community. See you next time at Third Shot Podcast.